Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we're reading from Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. This is right after the passage we read where Jesus sends his disciples out without much with them. Um, And he goes on to say, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for you will not be speaking but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, You will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Well, there's some good news on a Monday morning. You'll be persecuted, and when you're persecuted, run to another town, and there you'll be persecuted again. Oh, man, there's so much in this passage. One of the things that's interesting to me about this passage is it brings to light the idea that we often think that Matthew was sitting there dictating what Jesus said. And even in the Chosen series, which we've been watching at church, they have Matthew doing this. But I don't really think that's the way the Gospels were composed. Um, First of all, this passage sounds like Jesus is already gone. It sounds like Jesus is about to to go to his Father. This is talking about when the Son of Man coming. Um, And Jesus is still with them. He's just sent them out to minister in the towns. Uh, So the gospel writers used the words of Jesus and and took the things that they had heard and they shaped them in a certain way to make a point here. And and so this is a continuation of the thought that Jesus sent them out to minister while he was on earth and didn't have them take an extra bag or or an extra coat, didn't have them take a lot of money, um, just had them travel light. And then in his absence, they are going to be persecuted. We know this happens. We know this happens to Peter and John. And we know uh, immediately after Acts, after Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit uh, is poured out upon the church, they begin to speak and they begin to teach about this Jesus. And they're taken before the leaders, just like he says right here, they will. Um You'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. And this idea of preaching to the Gentiles, this would have been unheard of uh, while Jesus was still alive. But Matthew's writing from a further on perspective 
where the church is already wrestling with this idea of witnessing to the Gentiles. And they're having a little bit of battle. Do the Gentiles need to obey our customs or not? But what's interesting to me here is that Jesus promises his disciples that they will be given what to say. That they won't have to think up things on their own. But actually the Spirit will speak through them. Um, And we know that the Spirit had not yet been poured out on the church at this point as well while Jesus is still alive. And so this is some forward-thinking speech here. And Jesus promises them, and I think the promise can be said for us too, um, that when we face times of uncertainty and difficulty, persecution even, which we haven't faced much here in the United States of America, but that we'll be given the things to say. We don't need to worry about when that time comes, that when that time does come, the Spirit will speak through us. I get up and preach every week, and sometimes I don't feel like I speak very well, to be honest. But it's interesting how often when I feel like I haven't spoken very well the way that I had hoped to when I got up there, that people come to me and say, God spoke to me through this and that. And I realize that while I'm saying some words, uh, God is speaking. And so in your life, in the places where you need to speak, where God calls you to speak, You can trust that the Father will give you the words if you trust the Father um, and not yourself. The other thing I think is interesting is this idea that persecution is kind of a given for these disciples. Uh, We have minor forms of persecution, maybe. We might get not asked to be in certain groups or whatever because we're Christians. But persecution at this point in the United States is not something where I'm running for my life or you're running for your life. Um, But in the life of faith, it's something to be expected. This does not really sound like good news to Americans, I, I don't think. I think Americans, we often think of the idea that if we follow Jesus, everything's going to work out. And Jesus is going to make everything not perfect, but he's going to take care of everything. And and Jesus will. But for the early church, part of that taking care of everything meant being with them in their death, should they be persecuted to death. And there were people, and many of these first disciples, were persecuted to their death. And so I think for us to think that the life of faith is somehow just a life where we just get blessings from God and, and uh, never have to endure any hardship or persecution is not true to the gospel. It's not true to what Jesus told us. Um, and not true to what Jesus told his first disciples. It doesn't land very easily on our American ears, to be honest. Uh, Just speaking truthfully for myself. But I think what Jesus calls us to is something worth living your life for and something worth giving your life for. And that's the key thing. Is, Is this faith something worth even giving your entire life for? Whether that means giving up something you might want to do to do something God's called you to do instead, or whether it literally means giving up your physical body uh, for your faith. There are people still in this world who do that every day. Um, The question for us is, is our faith something worth living for and something worth dying for? I believe the life that we find in Christ is worth dying for. I, I trust that 
in moments, if there are moments in my life where I need to be able to speak to that, that the Holy Spirit gives me the words to say as Jesus promised. But I will say that Jesus says, and I said this a little bit yesterday in my message, that when we lose our life, that's when we find it. And countless people through the generations have found that to be true. And I want to tell you today that it is true. And I want to ask us today to think about, have we found it? Have we found this life that Christ offers us that is worth living for and even worth dying for? Because once we do, the things that we we end up finding in this life with God are things like joy and peace and love and the things we've desired all along. So I hope that we will each seek first the kingdom of God, as Jesus says, and trust that everything else will be added to us as well. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.